but the fact that you just you you think I'm a slob tells me that you haven't met an actual slob in real life. <laughs> I didn't call you a slob, okay? You're the one that led with that information. You said, and I quote, "I'm a slob." I said, "I'm I'm a slob now," and then you responded with, "Now." No, so I said as a, as opposed to. <laughs> Some be- I'm not some, being a slob. Some before, I'm not a slob. Some before Listen, time that I'm unaware of? Yeah, I'm not a slob. Listen, this is what COVID did to my voice. It annihilated my voice. I can't get in the higher register. I just can't do it. So what you're saying... Like I, have to, I have to stay here. I can't get here. <laughs> what you're saying is that because you got COVID... Yes. Right? You, it, right. you have become a slob. I'm, I have become slob. Just, I have become slob. Yeah. You are now slob. What are the qualities of you being slob? I'm wearing this shirt in public. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. in these tiny shorts. Okay. It's it's fall, but I'm in these shorts outside. Yeah. I got flip-flops on. Okay. I'm just hacking up all kinds of phlegm. Well, I was a days ago. Now I'm I'm just coughing to clear my throat. You know, so they don't tell you. So everyone, I got COVID yeah. uh, last week, uh, uh, about two weeks ago, but, uh, give or take, probably. Uh, but I, I checked it, you know, Monday is when I discovered, I took the test and discovered it. I'm street legal now, so I've I've been quarantined long enough to be out in the open and public, but my voice is still beautifully gone, um, and which is something I don't like, because I, I like my voice, Mike. I don't know if you know about this about me, but I do like my own voice. That is uh, to- a complete revelation to me. I never would have suspected that you like the sound of your own voice. The man who sent me a video message on Marco Polo saying, do you ever yeah. realize, you ever notice how you can, you don't ever actually see your own face? Yeah. That's the thing I want to carry over into the episode though. Like li- listeners, if you want to sync up, have you ever like taken the moment to stare in the mirror and be like, look at me. But then you realize you're not really looking at me. You're looking at that reflection. You can't actually see your own voice, your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. You can't see your own voice. You can't. You can hear your own yeah, voice. Lex, but no. Yeah, Lex Luger is about to call you for gimmick infringement on the narcissist gimmick right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, like, think about it. You look down. There are your feet. There are your feet. I can't even get the higher register for the word feet. There are your feet. You look down. There are your hands. You're looking at me like that's my hand. I see. Yeah. Right. My hand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. you're like, I kind of see a little bit of my nose, just, you know, color changes of my periphery, but I can't actually see my nose, right? So you've never actually seen your face. Just heartbreaking. It's just, so the, the point, the moral of this story is yeah, that you trust your own perception, but you do not trust your perception insofar as... It is focused on something that we have all determined to be reflective, like a mirror or a phone screen. Trust has got nothing to do with it. I trust that that is my face in the reflection, but I'm not seeing <laughs> Mike is covering his face. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I have been on DayQuil and napping and video games and, and edibles all week. Like I haven't really, I've tried not to smoke weed until like maybe yesterday I smoked a little bit. I've just been doing edibles and uh, they're wild when you don't smoke anything because you want to retain what's left of your throat and you just take edibles. But here we are. It's a big day. Today. All right. If you look Fair through enough. binoculars, 
at a deer or something, then are you actually seeing the deer? It, what what at what point are is the our manipulation of glass right? Yeah. Glass and electricity to show us things that we can't uh, directly see with our eyes. At what at what now, point is that black magic to you? And then and, and is, is, that's out of bounds. That's a, that's all I want to know. Is it <laughs> is it purely things that we make that are ref, that make things reflective, or it or is it any type of uh, magnification? Uh, like when you look into a microscope, are you actually looking at uh, the cell that you're observing in the in the slide, or or is this? I think so. Okay. I think so. Here's one thing. This pivots, not pivots, but it branches off into another question we've had on this show before. Is is uh, what is glass <laughs> or what is mirror? What is mirror? What is, is mirror? What we yeah, <laughs> we know what glass is. We don't know what mirror is. Do we know what glass, glass is? Do you know what glass? You know what glass is made it's of? Like minerals and sand. You know, you learn okay. all this stuff in all Minecraft. Right. You know, it's all it's very very finely fucking just like tuned sand tuned. right so it's so fine we've manipulated it we've augmented it right uh our apothecaries <laughs> okay okay so i would say if i'm looking through a binocular or a a, a, a stethoscope or like not stethoscope that's that's a hear thing uh a, a magnifying glass yeah um you're still i think you are seeing it Kay. all right because it's just it's it's coming at you through something, but you still saw it. The mirror, it's not coming through, baby. It's bouncing. All right. So- <laughs> okay. What what about recorded things like photos and videos? Are we actually are you actually seeing photos and videos of yourself? Now here's now here's what's interesting about that. <laughs> tell, tell me, please, please, please tell me. Because that's kind of a combo it's, of the of the no, through listen, no. and the bounce that you were just talking about. Once once the capture takes place, right? The capture has taken place for the photographer the for the photo, and then it's developed and everything. You're right. We're no longer looking at the person. We're looking at Mike. Now let me blow your mind here. We're looking at a memory that's in our head, and in our head, Mike, we think is real. But it's not. It's just the memory. So no, I would say no. You're not looking at the actual thing. Okay. You're looking at a a a visual uh, a photographical representation of the thing. Got it. What about live? T- all- what about live TV when you're watching something live on television? Is that real? It's not though. It's not <laughs> because like it takes like a few seconds, milliseconds even to get yeah. that feed to you. Right. And by the time it gets to you, it's already fake. But. <laughs> what you're viewing is fake, but the experience you're having, Mike, the experience is real. And that's what we have, we're here to talk about. The exper- yeah, the experience. Is. That's what this episode's all about, the experience. Very good. Nice segue. Really good stuff. Here we are, everyone. Episode episode 156. Can you believe it? We're, we're just one episode shy of a whole new year, a whole new season of Tope. Isn't that exciting? That is so thrilling. You don't say I don't hear it in your voice. I can't even I I am uh stunned. Like I can barely contain I know that the the topeds out there can barely contain their excitement as well here. Mike, what are we doing today? Well, before we let everybody know, we have to first let them know that our names are me, Mike, and you, Bo, and that the show is called Tope. Tope. <laughs> what wrestling can be i can't even do it it's what, i can't even do it it's what <laughs> it's what bo's post-covid slob life can be 
you're gonna hear that when you listen to the episode, Mike. Hear my side yeah. of the tope, yeah. and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna make your ears bleed. It's gonna be it sad. Bad. Yeah, it's gonna make my ears cry. So we only have one one episode this one until the new the new season. What is what makes this episode so spectacular? Well, why is it so cool? Why it's cool is that we're gonna go to a live wrestling show tonight to try and forget all our troubles, and yeah. uh, that's prestige. Wake the Dead, which I believe is Rumble at the Roseland 4. No Rumble, but yes, Roseland 4. Rumble at the Roseland 4. This is like, this is like Prestige's, the Roseland shows are their, are their big are their big ones, yeah. right? We went to number two. Big boy shows. Which was, which was two years removed from the first one because of hardcore COVID when there was no uh, vaccinations where if I would have gotten COVID, I'd be dead. But I got vaccinated. That's why I'm able to do this show and go see wrestling tomorrow or tonight Yeah, while still having received the virus. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think we said this in the Roseland 2 episode that we went to. Almost this two-year and some change that Prestige couldn't put on shows, they got more popular. Yeah. Like, I feel like the promotion got bigger. Yeah, pe- people were too. people were like yearning for the prestige. Yeah, and so now since since Roseland too, uh, William who 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 runs the show over there at Prestige has been put on a bunch of shows in California, up in Seattle, uh, and here, and in, in, in our great city of Portland. We missed Roseland three because it was two nights, and that's a, bl- a bit too rich, a bit too rich for Mike and I's blood. Two nights in a row. Yeah, it's not that I can't afford it. I can. It's just the principle of the thing. It's just too rich. It's like a. It's like it's like you see a giant cake. Yeah. With like two layers. One layer's night one. One layer's night two. But they're thick layers of like four hours a piece, and you're like, nah, I just can't eat that whole cake. There's no time. There's no time. There's, <laughs> there's just no. There's never a time. There's no time to eat all that cake. You know. There's never. An, Michael pulled an all nighter recently. There's never. There's no time for Mike. There's definitely no time for me. All I gotta say is, you fucking people better watch this show. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Yeah, that's I. I do hope it gets picked up for a second season, and so that you do have a lot longer of a, a runway to work on. Yeah, this project. So that this will, um, so, yeah, yeah. So all this hard work will be will be worth it, and there'll be you know, season twos, but across the board are always a little. More everybody knows kind of what show they're making, and you know it's gonna be anyway. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Speaking of shows, Mike, mm-hmm. we are we are going to a show tonight. That's right. And you know what that means, uh, no. Mike? You know what that means? No, I don't. This is gonna be rough, but it's who's gonna win? <laughs> who's gonna win? You sounded like a witch. It is Halloween tomorrow. It is this, last week was our spooktacular, but this is the spook. The actual spookiness is in the air this evening for us. Yeah, but uh, it's who's going to win Prestige Wrestling Roseland Four Wake the Dead Edition. Love it. I got a full poster. I'm reading off. Bring of here. me the poster. Bring me the poster in audio form so that I can tell you who will win. Got a bunch of a chock full of matches. A bunch of singles matches up top, which I know I'm looking forward to because I love a good singles match. Bring it to me. We got. Alan Angels, you know him. I know you always claim you don't, but Alan Angels versus uh, Nick Wayne. So uh, the two upstarts. Even though Alan has been on AEW, he's on his own now. Is he? And he's doing. Yeah, he he left the company, but he's he's, he's been not a, he's not with the Dark Order anymore. No, you gotta watch the, you gotta watch wrestling. He hasn't been with Dark Order for, <laughs> for about seven months or six months. He's not been on the show. Now it hasn't been that long. It's only been about two or three, but still. 
All right. Who's going to well, win? Look, man, they're all wearing masks, and a lot of them are small, yeah, Caucasian took, took dudes. Yeah, he took his mask off about 12 months ago. Yeah, he's been maskless for you almost know, a year. There's just no time. So the point <laughs> is that um, Nick Wayne's going to win. I think Alan Angels will win. Hmm. Here at the local level, we both play the game. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like it. I, like I only it. say this because Nick Wayne has been losing a lot of the matches we've seen him live in. Yeah. I think because he's he doesn't need to really win. He's just the, the fact that he's young and doing it at this level is the achievement. Yeah, the fact that he's like 11 years old and <laughs> he's still he's just uh, unbelievable. Little he's like a little mini Will Osprey, man. That's what I keep saying. Like look, he's yeah, just Oh man, do you think tonight are we getting the belt or no belt Nick Wayne? What are we getting? Because he had a belt one show, and the show before he did not have a belt. Belt. What do, what do we get? Once you upgrade, once you once you have that style of tights and you upgrade to the belt, you don't go back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, singles match: Commander, comment Commander with a K, versus La Estrella. I don't know either one of these. I know they are both luchadors. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, Commander. La Estrella had. Okay. Okay. I say La Estrella for the sole fact that I know he wrestled last night in Defy Wrestling, and he's on a on an uptick. But I don't know if he won last night, so I don't have more knowledge than you. I just know he did. You wrestle. have slightly more knowledge than me. <laughs> slightly. First time ever in the history of the show. Now, this one I'm excited for because Kevin Blackwood is involved with it. Kevin Blackwood versus SB Kento. I don't know who SB Kento is. Uh-huh. I believe Blackwood is the guy I'm thinking of. I believe he's... Uh, 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 um, um, J.D. Drake's tag partner of the Work Horseman. Ah, yes, the Work he's Horseman. The, he's the tattooed Work Horseman. You got to watch Dark. You got to watch Dark, the Work Horseman over there. And I just want to double check if he is indeed the same person. Who's going to win? Um, well, How come I always got to go first? I think Wood's going to win. Blackwood. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you just forgot who, you forgot who he's wrestling. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. I couldn't, re- I couldn't remember either <laughs> name. <laughs> S.B. Kento. Oh, look, I don't know. They're just names. There's no pictures here. S.B. Kento. I like that. SB. Yeah, Blackwood. This is Work Horseman, yes. Kevin Blackwood. He's also teamed with as the Black Death with Daniel Garcia. Ah, yes. And also as the Buffalo Brothers with Daniel Garcia, Kevin Bennett, and Puff. You know who Puff is. Oh yes. The wrestler once. <laughs> yeah, Puff is dope. Puff, yeah. Puff is Puff is not on this card, sadly. That is sad. That is sad. I can't wait. I can't wait to take a leg drop from Puff. I can't wait to <laughs> slam Puff. <laughs> All right, so you think Blackwood will win? I do, I agree. I'm going to try 14 times first. This match is Sumi Sakai. It was versus Killer Kelly. Oh. But Killer Kelly cannot make it. So making their prestige wrestling debut, an Oregon pro wrestling graduate, Amira, is wrestling against uh, Sumi Sakai, which is a huge match for Amira. Wow. Less than, less than, you know. Yeah. What? Six months doing live shows now, I think. Thumbs up. Yeah, not, not, yeah. not very much. Not not very much pro experience um, under Amira's belt. But, but Sumi Sakai, yeah. Sakai versus Amira. Yeah, Sumi Sakai is going to win. Yes, obviously. But I, I'm really, I like watching the the, 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 the class, the future, hopefully classmate people, just so you can see like what our potential could be. Yeah. You know, like they're obviously trained well. They are. And uh, that's really cool that she gets to like step in and be on this card and like that's it shows awesome. tru- it shows trust the trust right it does like, will yeah that's pretty cool very cool um singles match man there's lots of singles I like this tons of singles on this one there's lots of tags on the last one yeah too, I, I I feel yeah. uh, Sonico you know who he is sure. versus who I have not seen live 
Black Taurus. Both luchadors. I believe Black Taurus is in a Minotaur mask. Or he comes out in a Minotaur mask. I love that. like that. Who's going to win? I've never seen Black Taurus. Neither have I. So I guess I'm going to pick Sonico. Sonico. He, he, yeah, Sonico's at Defy and DOA, right? He was the Defy champion for a bit. I think that's Wasn't right. Wasn't he in that, trip, that triple threat match that we watched with the Midnight Heat? Wasn't Sonico in that match? Yeah, I think he was. Okay. Uh, first tag team match. It's the IWTV T4 Summit first round tournament match. So it's some kind of ter- tag tournament. Okay. Uh, the West Coast Wrecking Crew, which I'm not familiar with. Interesting. Um, I had their names in front of me, but I closed that on accident. Sorry. Versus C4, which we know. Oh, wait. I know West uh, Coast West Wrecking Crew. That's uh, I just, Levi Cooper and... Yes, that's right. Um, uh, another another Oregon pro wrestling school guy. Uh I forget, but they've been tagging a while, and they they look um, great in their singlets. Okay. They they they're wait they're, wait no oh they're oh, da- oh flex they're is flex. flex they're downtown. Okay, that's them. That's them out there when they're wrestling, so not- <laughs> and they're in their singlets. They're downtown, and we'll make note of it. We'll make fully note of it visible, last fully visible, and leave. We we mentioned it on social. I remember before I quit social, and Levi was like, "Yeah, yeah. I did it. So what." It was when we saw them last, when it was them two in the Midnight Heat, I believe, tagging in a four-on-four match. Yeah. At the last Roseland, too. So, okay. And it was fire. So, okay, Levi Co- Cooper and Malcolm Flex versus uh, Cody Chun and uh, 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 Guillermo can, Ross. Can we say maybe match of the night contender on this one is what I would say. Those those four guys are going to tear it down. But who's going to win? West Coast Wrecking Crew is going to win. Think so? I think so. C four keeps winning. It's about time they lose. I think they're like they're champions of something. C four, you know? I thought had the prestige belts, the tag belts no, for a minute. I don't. They might now because the Midnight Heat won it, and then they had to relinquish the belts. Oh so right, 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 right. Maybe right. that's what this tournament is for. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dan Housen will come out and tell us all about the belts. Yeah, that was a cool check that Dan Housen fucking collected. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. All right, now we got uh, – this is the match that I think is going to be the marquee tag match, and that's the American Wolves right. versus Violence is Forever. Again, I don't have the names in front of me, but I showed you the picture. Uh, they're all four shit houses. The, the uh, Violence is Forever I watched on Enjoy Wrestling. They were part of the tag team tournament there, and also a one-off episode, and they're just very violent. Yep. And the American Wolves, uh, Davy Richards, and I forget his Somewhere tag else. partner, but Davy yeah. Richards has is, is been wrestling for like fifty five years and is still somehow like just in the, the I learned, greatest shape in the entire world. I learned his day job. He's also an EMT, so he's like a hero. He's like a super. He's like a hero. <laughs> I saw that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, American Wolves. American Wolves will win. Didn't uh, Davy? So. Didn't we watch Davy wrestle Malachi? Yes, that match was awesome. It was really, really good. Very good. Yeah. Um, and then we're entering the final three matches of the evening. These are the marquee matches. Yes. The first one is the Rose City Death Match. Now, Mike, I know you're looking forward to this one because there's going to be glight tubes. There's going to be so much. You're happy we're not in row one now. Because That's why match. I didn't get row one. <laughs> because I because I was like, oh, there might be a death match. I don't want. I I got no interest in having glass flying at me. Were you like, is is Drexel there? And I said, yeah, Drexel's there. And then what did you say? Row four. You said, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, we'll be in the fourth row then. I was trying to describe the pervert Drexel to <laughs> Stacy, and I I was trying to describe him. I was said, well, okay, so he's a pervert, and this is how he looks. 
But then also sometimes you'll see him just like smiling and being nice to people at the merch table. Yeah. And it's very, yeah. it's, uh, I, 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 it's cognitive dissonance for me. The, the baby face creep, Mike can't really get his head around. He can't get his head around the baby face Because here's this creep. sex pervert, right? <laughs> yeah. There he is. Yeah. Clearly lives in some kind of a dungeon. Yeah. You know, has uh, uh, goes to Costco and, and <laughs> buys uh, baby powder just to, to uh, powder his body all to hours get in of and the out day. Of, get, to get in and out of his corset when he needs to get in and out of get his corset. Get in and out of his corset. He's like... He's like measuring how long his nipple hairs are and stuff, you know, real pervert stuff. And then he's signing autographs and like thanking people for coming to the show. I love a baby face creep. Anyway, house of a thousand perverts right there. The devil Drexel, (laughs) the devil Drexel versus someone we saw at the movies this year. Yeah. Jackasses forever. Jackass forever's own danger. Aaron. Yeah. Is right. Wrestling against the devil Drexel. Who's going to win. What? Like, is this going to be, is this match going to like surprise surprise? This is the match I'm most self-conscious about. Like, uh, showing to Stacy or anyone Yeah, being like, okay, yeah. so there is a death match. And I don't know what's going to happen. And honestly, this might be a good time for us to go take a vape break. <laughs> well, I think I think y'all should both watch it because how is Stacy going to know if this is their thing? What it looks like? What if this? What if this type of wrestling yeah. is Stacy's thing? Yeah, set- and they don't know it yet. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, it's, yeah, it's it's possible that Stacy's thing is watching a sex pervert. Um, spear another person's forehead with barbecue kebabs, but I think maybe I would say that's unlikely. Well, it might be. You never know. You can't. I can't get my voice really high, but you never know. You never know. Okay, so who's gonna win, Danger Aaron? Danger Aaron's gonna you win. Think, yeah, I think. I think so too. I think. I don't know how long Aaron's been wrestling. I think. I believe he's been wrestling for not a long time, but enough to be in a a safe experience. Really? In this death match. I had no idea. I think so. Yeah, I had no idea. I think he's just the California circuit because he lives there. I could be way off. Correct us if we're wrong. Sync up. Send us an email. Topesuicidopod@gmail.com and tell me I'm wrong and I won't address it, but I will read it. <laughs> Uh, all right, Danger Aaron. So, final two matches. This is the marquee women's match here. This is an international dream match. Very cool. Jungle Kiona, who is from Japan. I do not know her. Versus Diana Perazzo, which I do know, and she rules. Who's going to win? She does rule. I don't know who this other competitor is. I have not seen them perform slash compete. But Diana Perazzo, you're right, is the truth mm-hmm. with that. Fujiwara armbar and that gotch style pile driver. And this is the one that I'm actually really, really looking forward to uh, Stacy seeing, uh, yeah. w- which is to say that Deanna Parasso is one of the very best wrestlers in the world. And I think that Deanna is going to win. That's my, that that's, my, that's too. my pick. Now the final main event for the prestige championship, the opponent Yamato, who I've never seen, never heard of. But when this match got announced, people were excited because apparently Yamato rules versus the champion, Alex Shelley, which as a tag team, Motor City Machine Guns, not a huge fan of. I know they're great wrestlers, but Alex Shelley as a as singles champ, I think he's great. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Very fun to watch. Who's going to win? You know, I think Alex Shelley's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. He's still holding. He still holds the belt, right? Yeah. This is this for, for that belt. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I think you need a guy that uh, kind of 
is closer to home to be your <laughs> to be your champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make more sense. And I feel like also I, I hate like going behind the scenes of the business, but like Alex Shelley, unless he's signed to Impact, I'm not sure. He is just a guy that floats around. So having someone like that that has your belt, it's a lot easier to you know use them. Yeah, is that it? All right. Well, that that's who's gonna win. That's that's the whole that's the whole dang car. Wow, well, now we know who's gonna win. What's fun about this episode is that Mike and I are gonna record the outro tomorrow, and so we'll actually have answers to who won. We can actually really for real check out crazy our results. Crazy. But before we watch any wrestling, before we go and spend three and a half hours with people, as an introvert, that really stresses me out. Yeah, me too. I do. Lo- it's for the sport. I love it. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, it's in your voice, in your wonderful singing voice that I can't reproduce at this current moment. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you bet to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Mike, who in the year 2022, episode 156, one week shy of the anniversary show, who's your favorite wrestler? Favorite wrestler this week was somebody I was very impressed with on Dynamite. Okay. Getting caught up on Dynamite. And it was young Wheeler Udison. What grabbed him for you? Well. This week. I just thought that that match was incredible. Uh, I thought that the, the whole two on five, two on six dynamic where... Uh, Wheeler and Claudio were just flying around the ring, taking people out left and right, just out of sheer necessity. Yeah. yeah. It was like the last like 10 minutes of the match was just everyone standing and, and like having a fantastic fucking time, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, and it would be really easy for me to pick Claudio to be my favorite, but I feel like Wheeler hasn't been my favorite in a while. Yeah. And he really put himself kind of back in my heart in this in this match. Also, and uh, him sassing him sassing Brian. Also, yes. So, so let's let's pivot onto that. How long is how long is the the honeymoon about? Is the honeymoon about to end for the BCC? Seems too soon, but I do like this friction between Daniel and Yuta. Yeah, I think that maybe what we'll see is Daniel leave. Yeah. You know, um, Daniel, Brian, we'll see Brian leave and, um, kind of do his own, do his own thing, kind of lone wolf scenario. And then maybe later on, um, that when they need him, he'll be there kind of thing. He'll be there or Daniel Garcia will join up with him and then we'll have kind of this rival, these two rival shooter factions. Be neat. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler? I went back and forth on this because before Rampage, my favorite wrestler was indeed Sammy Guevara because I think the, the, the him and Danielson was a fucking awesome match. Like you say what you want about Sammy, you know, you know, seems like a dick. All the only gimmick he thing he changed is he started kissing kissing his wife on camera. That's all he did. <laughs> That's all he did. Now people hate him because she's beautiful. Obviously they hate him, but when he gets in that ring, man, he yes he's reckless, but man. When it pays off, and more often than not, it does until it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it looks great. Everything looks great. Um, that that uh, he's the he's one of the few people I, when I see a Spanish fly when he does it, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. Because on the top rope one, he got up, did it when he was doing the Irish whip, and he just did it. It just does it, and it, it's cool. Yeah, it seems like a rock bottom because it's the same kind of impact. Yeah, 
Um, but man, that match was awesome. But that's not my favorite. That's not wrestler. your favorite Sammy's, wrestler. Sammy has been my favorite. I'm favorite wrestler because I watched Rampage yesterday, Mike. Okay. And when I watched Rampage, I saw Swerve Strickland kidnap a giant daddy <laughs> ass and 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 crush his finger so he can't scissor on dynamite. And I need my daddy ass to scissor on dynamite because my daddy ass is my favorite wrestler this week. You know, I love daddy ass. So wait, your your favorite wrestler is Billy? Yes, it's not Swerve. No, Swerve's been that. <laughs> it's Billy. All because right. One, Billy Billy is in uh, is in the third swing of his career, and I love it. And he's got a whole new gimmick that's ruining middle school kids all the way up to 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 us adults being like, "Scissor me, daddy." Um, and that scene where Swerve kidnapped him, you know. If you listen to this podcast, you know that Mike and I aren't huge on the kidnap. Yeah, 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 They're kind of silly. But Billy made it work because he he seemed like he's the way he acted in the scene seemed goof like he was. This is a goof. Right. And then, oh, shit. And he's actually serious and pain. And then Swerve is there. There's it was just great together. So daddy ass. He's my favorite wrestler. Great pick. Working through the logic of how Swerve kidnapped Billy Gunn (laughs) is very funny. They were probably at catering. You just kind of, you know. Get a little like a rag with a what's that stuff called? Chloroform, chloroform, <laughs> chloroform or ether or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here's this is what I think. This is what I think. He's dragging him down the hallway. He substituted Billy's pre-workout with. Mm. He just gave him like Gatorade and uh, ground up a bunch of Ambien's and shook, gave it a shake in that shaker bottle, and so Billy went to the gym. But before, as he was like getting in the car to drive to the gym, he started to get sleepy, and then he passed out. So then what Swerve did was he was, of course, hiding in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. So he got, he opened the driver's side door, pushed Billy with all of his physical strength to move this 248-pound man, <laughs> pushed him just over the center console and into the passenger seat. Put went over to the pass the passenger side window, straightened Billy up, put a cool pair of sunglasses on him, mm-hmm. buckled him up so that no yeah. one would be suspicious, and then drove him to the warehouse that Swerve rented. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. I, here's what I want with some of these kidnap angles. Yeah, I want later on in the storyline, just at least once on some company will do this where they show the security cam footage of the act taking place, <laughs> and you get to see the whole thing. I <laughs> mean, kidnapped, dragged <laughs> in the car, put on the gla- sunglasses, him going through like parking check at the security gate to leave to get to his warehouse. So like, yeah, is he okay? And, and, and Swerve was like, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He, he's fine. It's my father. See his glasses. He's cool. He's cool. My he's father. Cool, cool. Weekend at Billy's. <laughs> but yeah, uh, daddy ass is my favorite. Wrestler. Great. Great Nuda pick. Great pick. Swerve obviously used some kind of a dolly or a forklift. Yeah. Some, some type of a where some type of warehouse heavy machinery that allowed him to transport Billy to the, to the, the torture chair that he was in. Yeah. I've been getting text messages all day from, from someone. Really? Yeah. Like all day, Rick has been texting me cause he has my phone number. Oh, he has he your, cha- he, he has cha- your number. You change, you changed yours. Yeah, I changed he, it. He wants, he texts me. He's like, are you going to the show tonight? Are you going to the show? I'm like, what show? Cause I'm trying to play coy. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I had COVID. I can't go. I can't go. He's like, oh shoot. You're going to be my ride. And uh, he's like, is Mike, is Mike going? I'm like, uh, I don't think so because he wants to go with me, but like, uh, you should check and he might be heading over to your place right now. So 
Oh fuck! Here's he's right. He just yeah. walked. He walked. Okay, let me get up. Hi, Rick. Yeah, I had to. I'm sorry, I gave him your address. I really am, but I couldn't. I could not have him coming here. Move out of the chair of the nature boy now. Whether you're talking about going to WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all, or you're giving the nature boy a ride to Rosalind Ford. <laughs> You need a ride? You need a ride? We all know that the nature boy is going to be in the main event. Because he is styling, profiling, the greatest professional athlete in the world. With Alex with, with Alex and Yamato? Hang on. He's, you're going to be there. Let me. I got to shut this. I got to shut this. Yeah, he's got to shut the door. So you and Mike are in there really sardine. No, I kicked so, him out. You're gonna wrestle I kicked again. him out. Oh. So you and Yamato and Shelly are all wrestling tonight. It's a triple threat. Great. That's what we saw last time. For the championship of the world. Right where the nature boy should be. Off the PJ. Full of vodka. And women. You're just going to land right there on Burnside. Rolling out of the PJ. Jumping in the Rolls Royce. Driving to the Roseland Theater. With my driver, Bo, in the rented Rolls Royce. Yeah. Arriving seven minutes before the main event. <laughs> he shows up for the main event. He didn't see any of the other wrestlers, Rick. You didn't see any of them. That's your plan. <laughs> I got my gear in my bag. I got a case of Miller Lite. And the nature boy is ready to style and profile one more time for his last match ever. Ooh, until the next Isn't one. that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Until the next one. You know why? Because I've been there. I've done it all. I've wrestled in the NWA, where you wrestle guys like the Funks and the Briscoes. You wrestle Ricky Steamboat for an hour. You wrestle Ricky Steamboat. For an hour, and then tell yeah. me how to wrestle. I'm Ric Flair. Okay, I didn't. I'm Ric Flair. Question. It's not in question. So whether you're talking about <laughs> the Nature Boy or you're talking about Harley Race, there's two people in this world whose names are on the lips of the Nature Boy, and one of them is Wheeler Yuda. That name's really easy for you to say, I found. Wheeler with, uh, with... There's no, like, nothing with your tongue a lot on that one. <laughs> also known as Wheeler Udison. That one's hard because you put the sun there. really hits that. Gets real flimmy. Or Uda but anyway. Wheelerson. <laughs> so I like that one. That's number one. Number two, right. Sammy Guevara. Nope. <laughs> Not Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Someone you may have wrestled, maybe. He's a man I've wrestled in my dreams many times. He is the father of all the ass boys. Yep. His name is Billy Gunn. And one more thing. Yeah. If you think you know what it is like to walk that aisle night after night with a $13,000 robe on your back, and a $45,000 Rolex on your wrist. And 17 
beautiful women on your arms. Yeah. And a fifth of Monopulova in your belly. Is that an alcohol? It's vodka. Okay. It's vodka. Then you know what it is like to be the nature boy. Get up the next morning. Do it again and again and again. 340 nights a year. And then pretend to miss your family. <laughs> now I have to go. All right. Well, um, the show, oh, he's gone. Well, he just like floats away. He, he, I can't see his feet on the Zoom recording. He just kind of hovers out of your closet. Yeah, he was fully levitating. Sorry, I'm back. Do you think he's going to be mad that I texted him back the wrong time for the show? Flo- that, like, I don't know. He's, gonna- he's heading. He he whispered to me as he as he floated out of my window. He said, "I'm yeah. heading. I'm going to Bo's place. The rolls better be ready." Okay. I mean, right now I got a charging Nissan Leaf. That's a, enough power to get me to the to the venue. I don't we'll see. I don't think that Rick is going to be okay with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He, you know. He, I think he'll get a kick out of the car not making any noise, though, when we're driving down the road. Yeah, for, I think he's going to like probably that. Probably for like five seconds. It'll be like a novelty, and then he'll be like, why isn't this car making any noise? He's got to start talking just to fill the silence. <laughs> Tell us about ni- what, kind of music- what, what 1983 okay. was like. What kind of music does Ric Flair legit listen oh, to? Oh, dude. Like, <laughs> like legitimately. It's like a, the fucking Eagles. Yeah. Just he's humming Hotel California at all times. Loves the fucking Eagles. Just loves it. Oh my god. Well, we are gonna go to a show here real soon. But before we do any of that, though, there is one final segment we do here in the first half of the show, and it's everyone's favorite segment. Everybody's absolute favorite. Hey, Mike, I have a question for uh-huh. you. Do you have a shit house this week? No. I know you worked that all nighter and didn't. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I stayed up all night trying to make a television show. Yeah. He, Mike, Mike accidentally prioritized his job over his well-being. So but only one night. Stupid. Only one Why? night. Why? <laughs> I wish it was only one night. <laughs> I wish. My that dream. was an evil laugh. Did you hear that My, laugh? Yeah, That's that new. was evil. <laughs> That was full. Again, you sounded like a, a witch. Laugh. Man, I'm gonna. My head. Is, I don't know what you're experiencing, but I know when I edit this tomorrow, my head's gonna explode just from the the, the high frequency at which I can get currently on the microphone. So you don't have a shit house? No, I don't have a shit house. Nobody. I don't know. Oh. There have been no updates in the in the former Beyond Meat CEO biting a dude's nose off story that we've been following right. along with. So, well, I saw a Halloween video of the Halloween party at my job. Uh, I just watched it before you got online because I jumped on the Slack and there it was. Uh, they had it on Friday. I didn't go because I'm there to do work and get paid. Uh, so, like, I saw it and, and and I like some of the people that are in there. Some of the people I don't know because I work from the house now. But they, they were having a beer chugging contest. And I and in my head I said, I hate, I hate corporate culture. I really hate it. I don't like corporate culture. Yeah. I'm not there to make friends. I'm there to make a dollar. And it, this ties in. To the shit house I'm sending you uh, on Slack here, and I think you're really you're really gonna dig it. It's all about corporate culture. Okay, this is a tweet from M. I just, <laughs> I just read the Twitter handle at cool cool boobs <laughs> at cool boobs. We love cool boobs. Cool boobs are cool. Let's be honest. All right, and we are gonna play this video now. In the thumbnail, I'm seeing uh, what looks like if you died and went to hell, but it was a, <laughs> but it was a Staples. 
Here we go. Well, what does the what does the copy say? What's that? What does the tweet say? The tweet says was just reminded of the Staples logo reveal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay, the Staples logo reveal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, so the Staples logo. Oh shit. Oh wow! Wow! Oh, this is an epic logo reveal. Oh, my God. The Cosmos. Oh. Wait, here it is. Oh, The reveal shit. of the new. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, the new Staples logo is here. It's here. Oh, my Yes, let's applaud. Wow. There it is. Everybody's on their feet. They're on their feet. Oh, my God. Come on, everybody. Hit the stage. We're proud of the 20s, uh, tens of thousands of dollars we spent on them to bend the staple for the new logo. Oh, my God. They bent the staple. (laughs) Or I should say, I guess they unbent it, huh? Yeah, because it's a fresh staple. They, it's not a used staple It's a fresh staple, staple. So that was a few years back. I don't know if you remember when staples went through their brand. No, I don't. I have no recollection of that. That was before COVID. That was in a different time. Wow. That is that is crazy. That's like, if you were to, if you were to show that to a 19th century person, they would not know what to do. They wouldn't know what a staple is. For well, They might know what a staple is. I'm sure they made upholstery. Yeah. But, uh, so, I know you're... you're aversion to corporate culture sure uh and and uh, the listeners know mine as i just spewed it out before the shit house but um is this shit house like let's break it down like what what is this yeah so it, it is a uh a big reveal presumably for everyone that works at the company yeah uh at their some type of you know uh a ballroom that they've rented some type of event venue and uh it is this uh, unbelievable video that was edited together in order to communicate that the Staples logo <laughs> had had changed. Yeah, it was no longer that Staples logo that we've known and loved since you know 1996. We kids, you know, we were kids. We were just you know? kids. We were just kids. Do you? Oh, I lost my track of thought. Train of thought. Oh shit. And and really, this it has communicated to me that. Uh, that everything has changed. Yeah, you know that might be what it truly represents is that the the clock that is time yeah. that always inches forward one one click at a at one second one second at a time. <laughs> you know the game has changed, and not only the world but the very universe will never be the same. That's what that video communicated to me. Yeah, I'm glad that you got all of that from that. Also, can we talk about how the New Staples logo is fine, but only because the old Staples logo was so incredibly hideous. But it was the L. The staple was the L in Staples. You're right. You're <laughs> right. It, it, so, it was. I think I mentioned this before, but at my old job, my old speaker company that I worked for, when I was their marketing guy, we made a video for one of the conferences about a new speaker line coming out, and my boss wanted to use the uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey music yeah which you shook your head great movie great song but 
overused in the corporate world for sure of this new thing. Bah, yeah. Bah. Yeah. And he's like, and I want a real close up, a close up of the image. I'm like, I just can't produce that. We need good cameras to do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> Is the weird corporate culture like this? Shit, I lost my. This is the second time I lost my train of thought on this fact. Oh, is it parallel to the idea of the fifty-year-old boomer writers writing the nineteen nineties sitcoms with all their boomer ideas? Yeah, is it the same kind of feel? Yeah, they're all they're all responsible for everything for our very reality. They are responsible for it. They have created it. They they changed reality. And almost exclusively for the worse. Do you like how that when uh, when you when they showed the logo, they took the L and like made it? They bent it truly and made it a normal. Truly, staple. I did. Didn't we have a shit house like three years ago that was a some type of corporate uh, corporate like dance? Re- Probably reveal. It was so good. I really wish I could remember what the hell it was. I really wish my compilation of shit house project actually. I stuck with it, Yeah, but I didn't. So we'll never know. Well, we will know. Listeners, sync up with us. Go listen to the back catalog. 150, you know, five episodes. Tell us which one that's in. Clip it out. You know, make a compilation for us. It's all in your hands. Yeah, we just don't have the time to do it. <laughs> we just don't have the time. We don't have the time. So if you could do that, so that would shit be house? It was shithouse. Yeah, thank you, Staples. Very shithouse. Also, thank the t- you, Staples. Also, reminding us that that happened is also very shithouse. So it was a shithouse tweet as well. Yeah, so thank you, Cool Boobs. Thanks, Cool Boobs. At cool Boobs. Appreciate it. Um, that's it. That we're done. We're, we're done. All Mike, right. our actual job of this podcast is done. It's over. We're going to go watch a wrestling show in a couple hours, and then mm-hmm. we'll record our impressions tomorrow night. Tights of the night tomorrow night. Yeah, you'll get tights of the night. You'll get every, every, uh, you'll get all of our ratings. So make sure that you uh, stick with us for what will be for you listening to this uh, about seven or eight seconds uh, from from now. But also know that if you were at the show a couple days ago, because it's Tuesday now that you're listening to this and you saw us, you know, you saw uh, my Michael Brad Deschanel and the Baxter, Baxter Sycamore, you saw us. And you're like, who are those handsome dudes? Well, that was us. Uh, you, sh- you could have said hi, but you didn't. Maybe next time. You didn't. It's okay. You were intimidated by the beef. We get it. Yeah. Beef tip. Beef. Beef tip. Beef tomato. Beef tomato. Anyway. Beef tomato is something. <laughs> we'll see you after, see after break. break. Didn't lose my voice last night. Uh, minimal coughing into my shirt. Really proud of myself. My voice was not as tingly and tickly as I was anticipating. Um, so that's good. Right. Had a wonderful show. Right. Really enjoyed the show. Hope y'all did too. Stacy and Mike, they kind of bailed a bit early. They bailed a bit early on me. Not by much, though. Not by much. Yeah. It's just a hard, it's a hard work week. It's long. I get, it's I, a hard I get work it. Week. You know? It was a long show. But Alex did retain in the main, yeah? Yes, he, he sure did, and that match was stellar. Uh, I'm sure y'all got to wa- y'all watch the Deanna Peraza match up top, I would assume. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was a good one, too. Uh, first time seeing Jungle Kyoto. Is it Kyoto? Kiona. 
Jungle Kiona, and uh, I really loved her. And I love that the ring announcer last night obviously knew Japanese, and he would announce the Japanese wrestlers in Japanese. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't catch that. That's interesting. When he did it for Yamato, Yamato was like, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> well, really the ring cool. announcer had, I think it had, it had like a Dragon Ball thing on, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of those anime dorks. Yeah, we're big like, drag heads yeah. here on, on the Tope Suicida pod. <laughs> you know, you, when he started school, he's like, I'm going to go to Clark College over there in Vancouver, and I'm going to study the Japanese program because I love anime. And he's just stuck with it, and he's still talking it, still speaking it. That's the trajectory I see for the bald ring announcer that was with us last night. It's like if you had achieved your potential and lost all your hair. If I would have lost all my hair and stuck with the Japanese, yeah. maybe I could be announcing Yamato in the main event. Yeah. Let's talk about what we thought about the show. You know, it was some fun, fun back in person wrestling. It's been a few months. It was. It was um very fun. The uh tag match between Violence is Forever and the American Wolves uh definitely was uh, I think probably the, I don't know if it was the highlight of the night, but it was, it definitely got as, maybe it was also because it was the first match, but I was looking over at Stace and the, uh, the, the, the number of like cringes that happened during that match, particularly for Violence is Forever's, uh, well, I assume is their ultra finisher. And if it's not, it should be, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. One of them picks up the du- their opponent with for a pile driver, and then the other one punts him in the back of the head between his his partner's legs. Yeah, and then they and then they execute the pile driver. <laughs> it's a similar it's a similar thing. I think what uh, the Lucha Bros do when uh, Penta goes up for his package, he just Ray will kick someone in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, drops. well, and also Red Dragon do that, but with a brain buster. Yeah, it's just a cool. It's just something fun for a tag team to do. It's like I got this really cool move. All right, well, let me kick him before I'm gonna kick him go in the forward. head. <laughs> I'm gonna kick him in the head before you do that. <laughs> I think it's it's brilliant. I would say the most reactions I felt sitting next to Stacy would have had to be during uh, um, either. I'm looking at the list here. I forgot the names. Uh, Sonico versus Black Taurus, which I think wore Stacy out. Right. <laughs> I think it did too. It kind of wore me out too. Because Taurus is huge and he was scary. Or uh shit, where's the uh 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 the Kevin Blackwood versus SB Kento, SBK. Yeah. That was my favorite match of the night. And uh a uh, lots of lots of jumps from Stacy when Kevin was throwing SBK around or vice versa. Yes. But uh I think the first match, also that tag match, the fir- first match of shows. Always, you're just, you're fucking ripe. You're ready to go. Yeah. You're you're hot to trot. That fly- <laughs> we're hot to trot. That flying double stomp that Blackwood hit to f- finish the match was so sick. Yeah. It's so good. After that, Alan Angels versus Nick Wayne was in the second match. Oh yeah, and Stacy seems loves that. Nick Wayne. And Alan Angels, I love Alan. That fucking earring, that Pervert. goddamn bald head, and that earring. <laughs> love love him. What was your favorite of the night? Well, let's let me let's run through the results here. Yeah. Uh, uh, American Wolves they won. They defeated Violences Forever. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How so? With that, uh, what did you think of Kevin Koo and Dominique Garini? They are Violences Forever. Yeah, they're great. I really enjoyed getting to see them wrestle the first time, um, and I'd really like to see them see them wrestle again. Uh, I think that like uh, 
whichever of them is the larger man. That's Dominic. Kevin Koo is the tattooed gentleman. Yeah, he's probably my favorite. I really liked yeah. his Bloodsport like trunks. They were very yeah, cool. Yeah, and how he's at near the end of the match, he's they're almost gone completely. You know, he's almost fallen off. <laughs> Very, um, it's a loose short. It's a loose short. It's a loose, those kind of it shorts. was a loose short. <laughs> yeah. Alan Angels defeated Nick Wayne, like I predicted. Right. I said, yeah. you know, I you you scoffed. I just edited the episode. You Swami. scoffed. You're like, yeah. ah, well, I don't think, and I was right. You know, I was right. And then it's a surprise defeat, uh, newcomer Amira, in a quick, not a quick count, but a very confused count, defeated Sumi Sakai. Yes. And that ref, that ref didn't hear the end of it. No. But also skinny. he but also he is booed whenever he climbs through the ropes. Yeah. So. Yeah, skinny skinny tall ref. Um yeah, the refs, I still haven't figured out why why the Portland local audience hates all the refs. Uh I for one don't care for the booing of the ref. I think it detracts from the show. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm fine with me. It's like I'm fine if 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 Flippy dippy shit. They take their time to catch, so everything's safe. Yeah. But when someone boos boos a ref, I'm like, I don't care for that. Love that. <laughs> I love, don't care love for that. that. A man's got to have a code. It's just like stop trying to make the show about yourself. Come watch the wrestling. Okay. You who know? are you? What <laughs> What have you done? Like what have you I'm done also, with Bo? Because you sound like me. I'm fine with the. This is awesome. The, both these guys. Those chants. I'm fine with that stuff. And I know you. You don't yeah. like it in certain certain regards. It's the ones where it's just like there's a pocket of silence. So some dipshit to my right, or some dipshit to my left, or some dipshit right behind me. There's three dipshits in my my ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could tell. Uh, are just making one off comments, and then they say something, and they look around to see if anyone heard them. Like you weren't here in the main event, Mike. You weren't privy. To the three dipshits I'm talking about. Ah! All right. First of all, the two dipshits behind me having a full-on conversation for the last three matches. During Deanna Perrazzo, I had to turn around and said, hey, can you guys watch the match or move your conversation somewhere else? So you, you didn't experience my very shortness. My voice didn't come out the way it should have because of my COVID, right? And so it wasn't as authoritative as it could have been. Yeah, and also wow. there, And also, I don't know when y'all, when y'all left, if you saw who were behind us, they were about, you know, a foot taller than me. <laughs> Did they shut the fuck up though? No, they got a bit quieter enough for me to enjoy a little bit, but dipshit to my right who moved into the chairs in front of us. Cause those two people were, were there for Amira. I gathered that they showed a video and they bounced uh, after her match. Um, was like with the tall ref, uh, any break in silence in the main event, he would just make some Frankenstein joke toward the ref. <laughs> and just and then he'd look around like yeah yeah you like that joke but no one acknowledged his jokes i should have said something but i thought it was funnier just to have him just <laughs> flap in the wind <laughs> what a dipshit and the other guy was the guy in the hawaiian shirt front row left screaming anti anti uh in favor of the heels the entire night right to be contradictory right 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 um which uh he was fine because at least he was normal cheers but he was the only one <laughs> So, but yeah, you missed the dipshits behind and to the right. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, so, uh, Kevin Blackwood be, be defeated SB Kento. Commander defeated La Estrella. Did Stacy tell you? We'll talk to Stacy about uh, yeah uh, their their reactions eventually when they're on the show. But full experience. How do you feel, Stacy? Reacted to the Luchador match. I Stacy seemed to love the Luchador mask match, and I I was really excited because it was like this cool. It was a different 
slightly different style. Because I think after that first match where it was it was one of those, you know, how much can you take? How much can I take? Uh, we slap each other in the chest 500 times kind of yeah. matches. Um, and uh, just like 20 minutes of just like straight fighting spirit. So it was cool to see the luchador style where I could tell that Stacy really appreciated the acrobatics, the body control. Yeah. Cause Stacy's a dancer, trained dancer. So yeah. like, uh, all the, all the, like the handsprings across the ring and flying off the top rope and everything. Some of that black Taurus when he started spilling over the ropes. Well, that, that, was, that terrifying. was different cause that was a pervert. <laughs> That was a huge, awesome pervert that was flying around the ring the like biggest he was a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> and his mask—I mean, I looked over to you once because he he opened his mouth and the mask is—it's around his mouth and his mouth opens with his normal mouth. Yeah, and it's that fucking gross. It's <laughs> awesome. It's fucking awesome and gross. <laughs> fucking anyway, awesome. Com- Commander defeated Lestrella. I was uh, new to both of these gentlemen, and uh, I thought their match was fucking awesome. I love Lucha Libris so much. Super fun. Also, special shout out to Commander who did a tightrope. Uh, who did a tightrope? <laughs> well, the so the finish was a tightrope walk into a shooting star press, which is like the <laughs> most dangerous thing you could possibly do. He did some weird thing the first time he got up on the ropes in the corner to our left. Yeah. He was like bouncing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was crazy. doing he was doing the Phoenix thing with where he was jumping up between the top rope and middle rope and top rope and middle rope. Stay, but he Stacey added like freaked a freaked the fuck out about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. To end the first half of the show was the Rose City Death Match. Yeah. Uh, how much of that were you privy were you privy to? How much did y'all watch of that upstairs? Maybe like I don't know, probably like 5 minutes. Oh man, you should have all 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 fifteen, man. It was fun, <laughs> and I want to make a correction for, uh, from the first half of the episode. Uh, Danger Aaron definitely has not wrestled ever uh, in his life. Uh-huh. I was wrong. I was. I thought maybe he wrestled a bit in California. I was wrong. Yeah, he's not a wrestler, but he was very good at showboating. Whenever there was a like, what do I do in the ring right now? I'm just gonna fucking eat up the crowd, and then. Uh, <laughs> staple money to dress Jesus what a bunch of oh also that's okay because like, I I like to issue a correction for me too because I definitely didn't yeah. know who the West Coast Wrecking Crew was oh yeah that was the next no, match was, but, I was, at, but I was pleasantly surprised that I got to finally see Royce Isaacs wrestle in person and it was everything I dreamed it could be West Coast Wrecking Crew I think we have seen them before at least maybe I watched them on IWTV I know I've seen them on Dark um, but uh, Royce and uh, Jarrell Nelson Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson. Yeah, and I believe are, are I saw things. Jarrell Nelson wrestle in Montana, I think. Like what? Yeah, when I when I still lived in Montana, I think I saw him wrestle a singles match and it was I mean this was now like five, six years ago, but it was fucking awesome. And turns what? out he's still awesome. I wanna say they wrestled FTR on a dark or dark elevation. Interesting. Like, earlier this year. And it fucking ruled. It's like Royce Isaacs. We first were introduced to Royce Isaacs through uh, Nick Aldis and NWA, who's one of his like lackeys, right? Yeah, yes. One of Nick Aldis' along with Thomas Thomas Lattimore. Isn't Royce in uh, reality, at least at the time with NWA, the partner 
of what's her name? That's Nick Aldis's bodyguard woman. No, that was, or is it the other guy? Yeah, that's the other guy. I think Lattimore uh, is uh, at Camille's actual real life husband now. But yeah, seeing him in person, uh, their their trunks. We'll talk about Chites of the night in a bit, but their trunks are something else, and I loved every second of that cat pattern they had there on that. But uh, that match, I thought was a really that was a more traditional tag match compared to the first one. Yeah, because it's part of a tournament, an actual legit tournament on IWTV. So uh, they were fighting uh, C4, like you said, Rosas and uh, Cody Chun. And C4 won. Again, you were incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. All right. So, you know, nobody's perfect. All right. Uh, well, I just, I, I said that they would win and they did. So. Well, good. Congratulations, Bo. You're, you're God's perfect man. Yeah. As I struggle to breathe. So we're here. Sonico versus Black Taurus. Sonico beats Black Taurus in one of the most violent. Sonico, man, he's really good and very scary for such a. For such a, 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 a not threatening looking man, he's very scary. And he beat he beat the giant Minotaur and that is Black Taurus. Yeah, and it was awesome. He Black Taurus almost defeated that camera guy though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh extra special achiever award of the night goes to that senior citizen running the ringside camera. Popped right back up. Popped right back Legend. Up. Legendary resilience. So Diana, she lost. Yeah. Unfortunately, she lost to Jungle Kiona. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. What are your thoughts on uh, Diana's showing at Prestige? That was really good. You know, it was really cool to get to see her wrestle in person. I just think she wrestles a cool style. She's also kind of, she's just got her own thing going on, you know, with the way that, mm-hmm. her, you know, her vibe, the walkout music, uh, the. Uh, focus on the Fujiwara armbar as being the thing that she's always trying to go for. Uh, it was just cool. Great to see. I'm really glad I got to see her wrestle in person. Uh, yeah. Finally. Cause that's one of the wrestlers that's been on my list for a while. And I'm glad we discovered a new Joshi that I'm really interested in learning more about in jungle Kiona. Yeah. Yeah. We really got to watch. We got to watch stardom. Yeah, we do. We got to do that. We do. We do now. Now that it's kind of like it's it's blowing up and newish and whatnot. It's like a is it new? Because I feel like the name has been around for a long time, but like the the new like deal they have with New Japan or something that is, is, is fairly fresh. That, yeah, that women are going to be competing in New Japan from Stardom. Like they've but always Stardom's they've always been like like sibling there. promotions, but they were always separate. Right. But yeah, Stardom's been around for quite a long time. Main event time. You left. <laughs> You left. You didn't see it. Yeah. Well, tell me about it then. Alex Shelley defeats Yamato. Um, it was honestly, it's hard because here's what happened during Sonico, Black Taurus, and Jungle Kiona. My edibles had fully kicked in. Right. Yeah. So by the time the main event happened and y'all left, once y'all left, my sales were deflated. I was like, well, now I want to go. But I still watched the match. But it wasn't. it wasn't anything like... Nothing spectacular happened outside of it. it was a really solid 20 minutes of wrestling. And that I discovered that Yamato, I really like him. I love his beautiful hair. Oh, one thing that did happen is Yamato was standing over Alex Shelley and Alex Shelley was trying to pull himself up and he grabbed the, 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 the belt line of the front of Yamato's trunks. Pervert. And Mike, 
when I say Mike can see my camera, he pulled them. Here's the trunks. Yeah. He pulled his trunks down to here. Yeah. Right where the shaft, the shaft begins. Right to the top of the shaft. And you got all of that. You saw all that flesh yeah. and Yamato went <gasps> like this. It was very funny. I don't think it was on purpose, but uh, we almost saw Yamato's dick live on <laughs> IWTV. Wow. And it wasn't the angle where the hard cam, it would have been boop, side view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like a good wiener flopping out of some tights. But no, it was a good reaction, and the match was really fun. And um, I was going to say he someone low-blowed, but that was Alan Angels that low-blowed Nick Wayne. That happened earlier. Yeah, it was dirty. Real dirty. Dirty boy. I would say seek out Yamato, though. Or if you just subscribe to IWTV, maybe you can watch this match on there later but um from what i saw nothing nothing like breaking new grounds but extremely good wrestling mm. is all it was which okay. is all you really need so um but alex retained and that was the show um lots of tights we saw lots of outfits last so night. many tights we saw tights we saw halloween costumes we yeah. saw uh just normal clothes normal clothes sometimes a combination of all three yeah yeah um which leads us to this Mike at Prestige Wrestling Roseland for Wake the Dead. Yeah. Who in ten matches, handfuls of wrestlers who had tights of the night. But actually wait. Before we figure that out, we spent all night just sitting there waiting for a certain music to, music to hit. Music that's uh uh that you might hear a certain Randy Savage come out to. But then we occurred to us it's twenty twenty two and we think Savage might be dead. So was Randy on the bill last night? Randy was not booked. I double checked. Shit. I went online. Shit. Did my due diligence. No, Randy was not Randy was not on the card tonight. So he's disqualified. That's too bad. We'll come back to him next episode. Yeah. But we saw some very Randy esque trunks on the West Coast wrecking crew. We did. Yeah. With orange, uh was it cheetah or leopard patterns yeah. and blue on the front. Yeah. To me, that's my tights of the night. Yeah, was the West Coast Wrecking Crew, but there's a lot out there. So, give me your thoughts on who, who takes this yeah. beloved crown. Yeah, I think I just I agree with you. I think that uh, as far as classic wrestling tights go, the West Coast Wrecking Crew was head and shoulders above the field. But just to throw a little love to somebody else who also had great tights. Uh, we've been saying his name all show. And for good reason. Black Taurus. Man. You disgusting. Just a monster. Monster pervert. You are. Like just a monster. With the the mask and then the uh, and then the, the gladiator trunks. You know. Did you, did you notice he had red makeup kind of subtly around his eyes too underneath the mask? Yeah. So it looked like he didn't have red eyes but like he was still mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the inverse. The inverse cane. Yeah. Yeah, he's that black around his eyes. Yeah, Kane's Look, a cool dude. Kane's cool. He loves he loves gun rights. Glenn's a cool guy. The Christmas <laughs> creature. Christmas creature loves gun rights. I love that episode. It was like <laughs> we're like, what if it's Glenn? And we looked it up. <laughs> it was fucking Glenn. Glenn? What like, who else is that what? tall? That tall at that period of time? Who else could it be? Either and who Glenn is that or much of a ginger? Um, okay, what do you what? How about what about the the, the commander versus La Estrella, the black versus white, silver? How how that the shark the shark uh, mask with the one dorsal fin? Fucking great! I fucking yeah. loved it. I, I was 
telling Stacy, I was like, I love that mask. Yeah. You know, and then but then also Commander with the all black kind of shiny sequin look, like it was it was like getting to watch two uh like two very classy Christmas trees try to beat each other up. Thoughts on uh Drexel's outfit? Yeah, still a little pervert. Yeah. He didn't have any bones. I didn't see he didn't have like a a cow jaw with him this time though. That's good. Yeah, poor Drexel. <laughs> he did make about Maybe $35 in staple money, though. Poor Drexel. So. Just spent all that money on those, like, six corsets <laughs> that he rotates in and out. Okay, so let's really tie this up here, too. It's a Black Taurus versus the West Coast Wrecking Crew. Of the two, tights. Who gets it? West Coast Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too, because there's two There's two pairs. There's two of them. <laughs> they, were, they were uniform. They... It, it like the tights really added to like Black Taurus's tights are just one small piece of the character, the character, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like West Coast Wrecking Crew's tights are like half of their character, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And man, the flexing they did—they were doing bo- they were doing body math before we even exist. So that's great. That's great. I uh, uh, Roy Isaac's huge sideburns are gross. <laughs> Their sideburn beard thing he's got going on. The night, just some 19th century mutton chops. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, so we're going to give it to, to jo- Jarrell Nelson and uh, Royce Isaacs. We're sorry that we got y'all completely wrong as people in the first half of the show. Yeah. Well, you know, is the thing is that everybody's a perfectionist, you know, and they just yeah, want they don't yeah. want uh, anybody to not to mix up who's who or to. Uh, I don't know, drive into somebody else's driveway uh, and through their garage door, you know, but. Boy, I hope that didn't happen, too. No, sometimes, you know, but sometimes these things, (laughs) these things happen, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you don't know uh, what kind of jacket you want to wear that day, so you don't wear any, and then you have to beat someone up and take theirs. You know, yeah, because you're cold. You're cold, and it was you know, ups, uh, you know, exert your dominance to get warm. I wasn't warm. cold. I just like, like I just like the jacket. I'm never cold. No, being cold is a that. sign of weakness. Historically, this is true. Um, that I think is the show. Uh, again, if you can support local wrestling, please do. Whatever your uh, local market looks like, research it. Go to live shows. Watch wrestlers. I'm sure you'll see. A bunch of people you see on TV might show up if the wrestling is good enough in the area. So, yeah, you'll see more of us at DOA shows, Prestige, Defy, whenever they show up down here. And hopefully we'll be helping with ring crew and maybe in the ring uh, one day. So, But until then, you can find us on the World Wide Web at Tope Suicida Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Bo is at Bo Rosser on both of those platforms. I am, of course, a ghost. I am the man who walks through the raindrops like John, like a, like an internet John Wick. If you want to send us an email, that's uh, topesuicidapod at gmail.com. Say hello. Let us know who your favorite wrestler is. Tell us what kind of local wrestling you've been enjoying in your local scene. And tell us like like what kind you like because this was last night's show was a really good sampling of all different types of wrestling. Um, outside of maybe catch, 
like like on the ground like like SBK Kento and Blackwood yeah but not still not like yeah catch catch there wasn't a Timothy um, Thatcher match right right but you, well, we got to see like you know death match lucha libre uh ta- traditional tag uh violent <laughs> no rules tag yeah um so that's what's good about locals you can get a good taste of maybe the type of wrestling you'll you'll gravitate towards so and we want to hear which wrestling you like that's what I'm trying to get to tell us what, what wrestling you like or else uh, and then, Mike, you let me know when Stacy does tell you that they really do like deathmatch wrestling, and it was just to make you feel more comfortable. Wow! I will actually ask that question tonight. I don't okay, think that's the you. case, though. <laughs> also, no. it was a real struggle for me to try and describe why light tubes are a thing, like wh- wh- how that became a trope. And like why it's yeah. just expected now that people are gonna bring yeah. light tubes into a wrestling match. There's no there's no fluorescent lighting anywhere at the roast. No, somebody's <laughs> just bringing tubes of light to the ring to stab people with. <laughs> I love it. Mm. So we did it again. Here we are at the end, episode one fifty six, one away from Happy New Season, Tope Suicida. What is wrestling in episode one fifty six, Mike? Wrestling is a great escape. Wrestling is um, a way to learn things about yourself, your personality, your fears, and your hopes. And wrestling is a moment of of joy and uh, gratitude where you realize that this is a fun art form that you know when when you're there and you can get into it 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 feels different it feels more fun somehow to be watching wrestling in person on some in some kind of way you know yeah and wrestling is looking out for AEW coming to Seattle Washington in the very near future and maybe uh clearing your schedule didn't they already announce that? Didn't it already sell out? Oh, I don't know if it sold out, but I saw on the last week's Dynamite or whatever, they announced it, that they were coming to oh. Seattle. Well, we'll look into that. Yeah. So anyway, that's wrestling for me, Bo. What's wrestling for you tonight? Boy, oh boy, I'm glad you asked. Wrestling for me, Mike, um, is that common ground mm. that very cool people, right? Like us. Like us is what I'm saying. Yeah, very sure. Cool people. Uh, we get to get in there and like mix it up with the dipshits, you know? Yeah, right. With with, with the dumps and the skunks that are just making the show about themselves, we get to be part of their show. Yeah, like I'm like I wasn't watching the main event; I was just part of this guy's show. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, dipshit. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's the melding of dipshittery and uh, 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 profound excitement. All right. Yeah. Because you get so excited that if you're not a dipshit, you might get so excited where you turn into a dipshit for a brief second. But hey, the dipshit's in all of us. That's because the wrestling's in all of us, Mike. And that's what it is. It's in us deep, deep inside forever. Baby. I'm not going to top that. We'll see you next week.
Tope Suicida What Wrestling Can Be is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter Rosser. Thanks for listening.